0: The JG3 podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Road to Optimal Self podcast. I'm Jay. I am joined this week by Cassandra Walter. Hello. 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 Uh, Cassandra, you've been coming to the gym. Well, we've known you. Let's mm-hmm. let's, let's start. I'm going to start a little let's earlier than normal. You're one of the few people that knew me and Debbie pre-JG3. Yes, and I've known Debbie pre-you. Yeah. yeah, you knew Debbie <laughs> pre-me because you work with Debbie. Yes. Um, yep. When did you meet Debbie? Um, it had
1: been 2004, 2005 when I started at the agency.
0: Holy shit. You've been there that long? Yes, yeah, I did years. not realize yeah. that.
1: It be 18 years in June.
0: holy fuck that's a long time to work at anything
1: i'm gonna retire from there so probably
0: (laughs) well at this point i mean they got great great retirement so your your purrs and all that other Mm -hmm. stuff i know way too much about (laughs) right Um, (laughs) it's probably pretty good but so you knew debbie uh pre-me what was debbie like back then same. i'm going way You're off sassy we're, we're going fucking we're going right down same the debbie rail. it's the same same debbie. debbie
1: same bullheaded debbie that we
0: all know and love yeah she's a different individual that's why i want to get her on the podcast but, <laughs> she needs to but we figure we would just argue for an hour or however long right or we turn it into a porno who knows one <laughs> or the that's other <laughs> that's Probably for the that. only fans yeah, yeah, that's that's Pretty soon, coming uh, OnlyFans oh forward slash Jay Glass P uh, Three. No, I'm just, just kidding. I <laughs> Some th- someone will listen to this and go to that and be like, "What the fuck, dude? There's no OnlyFans." No, I'm not doing an OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, so you and Debbie obviously always got along mm-hmm. because when we started doing. Uh, what was the first event I did with I, I We did that run or die thing. Was that pre-Warrior Dash? Or was Warrior Dash first? I didn't do Warrior Dash with you guys. You didn't. I no. thought for some reason you did. No. Okay, so I then I, they're all pictured so, up there. Yeah. So for some reason I had you pictured in that no, with uh, us. But no, you did not do that. So ride or die was... Is that what it was called? Runner die. Runner die. Run
1: die. yeah. Yeah.
0: That was the stupidest for it the record. It was fun. And, yeah. You think it's fun. <laughs> I pulled dye out of my ear for like three weeks. My armpits that. were green for a week. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for those of you that aren't aware of what those are, uh, we did this at the, was it the, was that Owens? Where did yeah, it Owens? Yeah, it was at I Owens. Know, it was at yeah. like Owens Community College and you run and basically the spectators just throw fucking dye packets mm-hmm. at you. Um, and then... The race itself was fun. I'll give you that. The race itself was fun. Afterwards, when they said everybody meet up for this, and we didn't know what the fuck was Mm going to happen. And you're just in the middle of a big group of people and die, just starts shooting from everywhere. That (laughs) was too much. Right. That put it over the fucking top for me. But when, was that 2012?
1: That was. No, that would have been
0: 2013 because that was when me and Josh were training for the marathon. Right. Had you worked out or done stuff with Debbie prior to No. Well, Debbie?
1: we used to run together. Okay. So, like, before, a long time ago, I used to do, like, jazzercise and stuff, which oh. was fun. Like, I'm talking way, like, my early 20s and stuff. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Um,
0: I uh, it, I will admit, when we had Fit Fremont and they did a little demonstration, mm-hmm. um, I didn't realize how fucking intense jazzercise is. It can be, is. yeah. Like, I'm picturing, like, Richard Simmons-type shit, and that's not at all what Jazzercise (laughs) is. Yeah, no, it was
1: fine, because he used steps, he didn't use, you know, different little dumbbells and stuff. Um, And then I got married, and then I got divorced, and I moved back to Fremont, and I was running at that time, and I would always have Debbie, like, come run with me, come run with me, and she just complained the whole time.
0: (laughs) Definitely, nothing's (laughs) fucking changed. And then she
1: kept asking me, she's like, oh, you need, I think you guys were still at the pole barn then, were you? I because I remember her saying, "I officially, to the barn and lived st- yeah, with us.
0: I was studying for my personal training when I was doing uh, uh, the training for the. I almost said Ironman for the marathon, mm-hmm. and I took the test. I think like two or three weeks after the marathon. But in saying that, towards the tail end of marathon training, I had starting put together my barn because we bought that. I did a marathon in October of 2013 and we bought that facility in September facility. Fuck my house. It's not the gym. (laughs) Uh, I bought the house in September, 2013. So we had started moving all of our stuff in. And that's when I was like, Ooh, when I opened my personal training business, Mm -hmm. this barn is going to be where it's at. Right. Um, little did I know how quickly we would go from, you know, one-on-one training to fucking a group. Um, so yeah that would have been somewhere between october and november 2013. yeah so um, did you so did you ever come out to the barn i don't know no you never she you, tried, and tried, she tried and tried and, tried and, tried and, and never and got to the just barn. just i never
1: did i never uh. did so i just kept running and then um i reinjured my knee and i just kind of stopped for a while and then just kind of took a break from doing anything and i was in the middle of moving out of my parents house because i was going through a divorce and then i moved into my own apartment. Um, and then you had posted something on Facebook or for, to offer a free month for the first five people that commented. So I was like, uh, okay, yeah, I think that I'll was do it.
0: when I first started a phase, you know, like I'm a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a personal trainer at this time. Um, back then I was very much just fucking don't think about it. Just do it. Right. So I get the certificate that says you're a personal trainer and I'm like. Fuck! I spent a lot of money on this. How? What? What the fuck am I right. gonna do? And then I realized, um, <clears throat> I realized I was gonna be a horrible employee for someone because I'm, uh, I don't take direction well. Right. So I started doing personal training, and Debbie convinced, like almost immediately, early twenty fourteen, um, I had been doing, I had Sandy and her mom, and I had Evan Lejeune, mm-hmm. and I had a couple other people that were like. Spotty, Right. And then uh, early on in 2014, Debbie's like, I think I'm going to convince everybody at work to do this mud run. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck, what the, first of all, what the fuck does that have to do with me? Right. Second of all, uh, oh okay. <laughs> um, and she goes, no, you're going to train them. And I'm like, I'm going to train them. And she's like, yeah, at that point I had, I kind of got sick of running and bodybuilding style workouts, and I started training for Spartan races. Mm-hmm. Um, so in her mind, I was a fucking expert, right? You know, uh, <laughs> the thing they don't tell you about certificates and training for, say, personal training, for nutrition coaching, for all this other stuff. It doesn't actually, it doesn't change your life much at all. Ninety percent of the shit that was on that test, I already knew, right? So, I'm expecting this big aha, I know mm-hmm. what I'm doing moment. It never came. Right. It was like, oh shit, I just got to start training people and I'll figure it out. Well, when she threw that wrinkle in there, like I knew how I trained. Mm-hmm. I did not know how to train. At the, and I think we ended up having 10 or 12 people. To, to write a program for 10 or 12, various people, it was right. always, uh, up until that point, it was always um, <clears throat> me or people of similar skill level. I didn't understand scaling. I didn't understand any of the shit that you have to run. Like, I don't give a fuck what you read in a textbook, mm-hmm. what you go to in a seminar, things like that. You have to physically feel and see the fear in someone's eyes the first time you have to scale somebody mm-hmm. to understand how fucking important of a skill that is as a coach. Right. Both scaling up and down. To me, that is the number one rapport building thing you can do outside of actually, you know, shooting the shit with them, making it feel important, like actually understanding and being able to do it in a way that the whole class doesn't hear you go, hey, Mm -hmm. you know, hey, Cassandra, uh, I, I think that, you know, this probably isn't a good idea for you, like have that have that non-verbal conversation where you kind of just walk over and go right. hey this is what we're gonna have you do right don't don't worry about it i got right. you
1: With knowing people's different abilities and what they're they are capable of you know and figuring out what they can want to do
0: yeah so um you throw 10 or 12 people in my mm-hmm. backyard at this point i'm going fuck i don't know what the <laughs> fuck i'm doing like i'm just guessing um and we had real, it turned out to be real successful. Mm-hmm. And then it turned out I, I posted a message about it uh, on Facebook. And I think um, that's when my JG3 Fitness page started actually taking off. Because um, I posted about it. Next thing you know, I'm getting messages going, hey, will you train me too? Hey, will you train mm-hmm. me too. And I'm talking, then no shit about anything. Right. I'm charging like fucking 40 bucks a month. to show up and I'm I'm giving everything I got completely undervaluing what I'm doing giving you know full access message me whenever you want Mm -hmm. I'll do that and it just got to a point I'm like what the fuck are you thinking dude like how this isn't sustainable like I'm working a full-time job right at that point I was traveling a lot Mm -hmm. and then you go okay little ones I got two little ones and now my weekends are tied up with for 40 bucks a month I'm I'm doing personal training from ten to almost fucking three o'clock in right. the afternoon, and I'm like, this this ain't gonna work. Mm-hmm. So, as bad as it was that Debbie did that, it forced me real quick to learn on the fly. Hey, this is your future if you're gonna keep doing this shit. You're not gonna be able to spend six, seven, eight hours mm-hmm. every single weekend and be a good hu- husband, be a good father, um, be able to do your own fucking fitness. Right. You know, that's the hardest right. part of coaching is getting your own shit in right. sometimes. So that, that helped me out uh, tremendously. But I do remember when I first was, I was having a lot of business meetings. So, uh, so my neighbor, I believe my neighbor, I don't know this for a fact, but I believe my neighbor called the zoning board on us cause we started having too many fucking people in oh, my okay. house. And we got a notice that said, basically, we feel like you're running the business out of your house. And I lied to him. I'm like, no, nah, I'd only do online personal training. Uh, newsflash, I was fucking lying. Right.
1: <laughs> you know? But
0: anyway, I knew I was on, I was, I was on thin ice, yeah. and I had to figure something out. So we, I started having meetings on with a, a mentor of mine at work that was like, well, let's write a business plan. So I wrote a business plan. Uh, it was as wrong as could possibly be. Um, but I found the old facility, <clears throat> and I was trying to figure out, okay, I knew that, you know, basically mm-hmm. the 15 people that were coming for me paid for my rent and whatnot. But right. I basically went from making that money to now it's all going to expenses. Right. So one of the things that was very weak on my business plan was how the fuck am I going to get people through the mm-hmm. door? And I'm like, man, I don't, I don't fucking <laughs> right, know. Right. So I went to an, an age old trick where you just give shit away. Right. And you hope it works. Uh, so I remember vividly the message I, I I think what it was was, I don't think it was five full memberships. I think what I said is, I'm going to give, I'm gonna give uh, unlimited membership away. I'm going to give a three-day-a-week membership away. And I was going to give away five, mm-hmm. like, t shirt Like, I, I gave a whole bunch right. of shit away. Right. Well, anyway, I think that's what you responded to. And you ended up winning the free month. Didn't yeah. You?
1: Yeah.
0: Which, I don't even remember how we pulled the, I think we put everybody's name. Like, we're fucking old school. Right. Like, we threw everybody's <laughs> name in a hat. Uh, for all I know, Debbie just said, "I know Cassandra. Right. To Cassandra. Go I don't. I literally here. don't fucking remember." Right. But what, what what time frame was that? That had to been early. Uh, it had to been. I want to say tw- it, late twenty fifteen.
1: Yeah. It was around that time because i think
0: we had started the gym it was doing well but mm-hmm. once the novelty of something new wore off right. it was hey how are you going to deal with your first dip right. in clients and You're i was like in there. what do you mean people aren't gonna quit i'm fucking awesome at this <laughs> yeah newsflash people quit right uh, right and other newsflash i piss people off right um right. <laughs> which happens time and time again so i want to yeah. say that was mid to late 2015 i think that's right Is, yeah. is probably so that's What was first impression walking? You knew Debbie. I knew Debbie. Obviously, you knew me from the run. Scared to death, though. But... it was so
1: intimidating to not... I've never, like, been a gym person. I had gone to the Y, but I'd use the machines and use the walking track. Like, I didn't know a weight room existed down the basement, I
0: guess. Oh, yeah, this was before they had the the room. Well, yeah, the room upstairs.
1: So, you know, and I'd gone to the rack and just kind of done my own thing, but I really never knew what I was doing, you know, just... I was just moving, but I wasn't doing anything constructive. So, But walking in there, it was was a little intimidating. Let
0: me pause you for a second. Had you watched, like I used to post a lot of videos Mm -mm. go live, so you hadn't watched a lot of what we do. So you didn't see, Mm -mm. even from day one, I don't know what it is about this gym. We generate, like, I'm on all these coaching calls and stuff all Mm -hmm. the time, and I'm on all these recruitment stuff, and I'll be on a first-form call or whatever, and they're like you know, how do you get women? How do you get women? I'm like, how the fuck do you get a man to walk in your door? (laughs) Like, what the fuck? I'm like 75, 80% women. What do you mean? How do you get women? Yeah, it's crazy. Like, what the fuck? Like, so you wouldn't have seen that walking into the door that, Hey, these are all people just like you. Like we're not a typical gym that has a bunch of fucking meatheads. Right. You walk in and you're like, huh, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's a bunch of me's. Yep. You know, so you're terrified to walk in. Right. you, what? i
1: didn't know what to expect i guess um
0: what did you get put at ease when you first walked oh, in yeah, and saw debbie most of the girls there, you know and, and debbie yeah. i
1: made sure like, you're gonna be there she's like oh yeah i'll be there for you so um but yeah it was a little scary to walk through that door but once i did i was i felt good being there
0: yeah Definitely. Um, do you remember what the first workout was you did
1: um i did on-ramp for a couple of days Oh, that's hers. right, yeah. we did on-ramp?
0: Uh, who do, who's your on-ramp Debbie. coach? Oh, Debbie. <laughs> did she actually do on-ramp, or did you just say, Cassandra, yes, you're on-ramp? No,
1: she she on-ramp me,
0: but um, <laughs> hey, I uh, Little-known fact for people that uh, that give me a lot of credit for the coaching here, Debbie is by far the best on-ramp mm-hmm. coach you could ask oh, yeah. for. When it comes to teaching someone the basics, mm-hmm. um, Debbie is far better at it than I am, because um, no, I'm not saying I'm not a good coach, but... Uh, There is something to the fact that a lot of the shit came naturally to me. I Mm -hmm. never had to struggle with shit the way Debbie did. So Debbie knew how to approach it from someone that was terrified of walking in. Where I've never been terrified to walk into any situation. I'm I'm a social butterfly. I don't really care if I embarrass myself. So it's just Debbie's personality makes her perfect Mm -hmm. for doing something like that. Because she knows
1: what it feels like to be Mm -hmm. be in
0: those situations. What it feels like to be intimidated. And she really is... Um she she really was our best on ramp coach when yeah. we were doing on ramp style definitely, stuff. Definitely, so, um,
1: definitely, yeah. So uh, I just remember being so sore <laughs> from squats, like it hurt so bad and I almost did not come back after two weeks. I'm like, I'm not doing this, but I didn't know that. Oh yeah. I did not yeah, know that. Yeah, I almost did I'm like, Yeah. No. Keep in mind we're, for me,
0: but we're filming this podcast in fucking 2021 we're talking about right. something in 2015 right so it
1: was a fleeting feeling but I, um debbie had me do some stretches and stuff that really helped and once i got going it was i was glad i kept with it
0: so um once you got out of on ramp do you remember mm-hmm. uh, did you i don't remember did you stick with the same class or did you bounce around i kind of bounced
1: around i think i was only doing the three day a week thing mm-hmm. for a while yeah um i was scared to do saturdays because they were team days.
0: <coughs> Saturday was always has always been... It, it's kind of, for me, and I don't know that I've ever verbalized this to anybody, but it, it's kind of my ode to the barn days. Mm-hmm. It's my ode to what made us what we were, what we are, which is you throw a group of people together, and I stand in front of a whiteboard, and I'm like, I have the intelligence to make this make sense, mm-hmm. but what do you guys want to do? Right. And then we kind of come up with a workout together. Right. Um, so... Saturdays is one of those things I will probably never change uh, how I do things. Right. Because to me, that's what, that's the part that a lot of people ask me how do you generate that camaraderie? How do you generate Mm -hmm. that team feeling? That was one of those things where right. you walk in and you know your voice is heard. When you walk in and you're terrified of coming to a Saturday and the first day, right. I'm like, Cassandra, what's your favorite movement? Right. What do you want to do? Instantly, you know there's at least one fucking right. thing on that board. Give me some squats. That, that, that you can do. Right. Yeah. you know, and, it just, it, and I don't know that I officially did it that way mm-hmm. back then, but I would take... I think I had a, a whiteboard or movement wish list or something yeah. like that where... That's how basically how I generated right, it. Right. I've evolved it as we've got better, but uh so what was your first Saturday like?
1: Um it was a lot of fun. I'm glad I I did it. it,
0: was it is by so much far fun. the hardest day of the week. Oh, it is. It's like by far your up I don't up. think we
1: were doing like separate AMRAPs. I think it was one giant AMRAP yeah, that yeah. was like 40-50 minutes long. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, but yeah, it was partners, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it was fine,
0: but um, and that was the other reason we do that <clears throat> that way is when you're forced every Saturday that you show up to work out with somebody different.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, I'm not going to say it's like going into battle with someone cause that's disrespectful to people right. that actually go into battle, but you're going through some shit together. Mm-hmm. You're going to come out of that with a mutual respect, right. uh, that, that makes it a little easier. Next time you see that person at the gym, Hey, we shared some shit. Right, like, right. Hey, we're cool. Right. Like, um, it, it does do it that way. And I'm just, I've always been involved in team sports growing up. Mm-hmm. I, I love the idea of, you know, accountability. Mm-hmm. It, it's a lot easier for me to quit after two weeks if I don't know anybody. Right. And I just disappear into the right. the uh, into the trenches or however you want to word it. It's a lot harder when you now know 15, 20, mm-hmm. 30, 40 people are going to be like, hey, where the fuck are you at? Right. Where you been? You know? Yeah. And that's one thing. Uh, we'll get into it more deeper later but you've kind of become it's hilarious hearing you say that you were intimidated to do that Mm -hmm. now it's like when I need someone to when I don't have to even tell somebody when I'm like man someone needs to fucking jump into this accountability group and say some shit that's not me it's it's now you right you're the one that's always like hey what's up welcome to this group or hey here's this nutrition tip that i've been Mm -hmm. working on or hey here's this stay-at-home workout hey here's this concept two fucking challenge if you guys want to get to (laughs) like you have become that person that's like and i know you're part of the staff um but you've become that person that's been like okay that's i'm that motherfucker right you know what i mean right so it's it's kind of cool to hear that evolution go from intimidated to walk in but i think again just like that's what made Debbie a good on-ramp mm-hmm. coach. Yeah. That was, that's what makes you good at the accountability right. side is you know exactly what that feels like. You know, like. I
1: had never, ever touched a barbell in my fucking life, ever, until I started going to the gym. And that's the first ever. time I picked, ever, ever. Never picked up a barbell. What was the
0: first movement we had you do? I think a deadlift. Ooh. I mean, it's a pretty basic move. Right. But let me ask you this. I almost guarantee I know the fucking answer. What's your favorite lift? No. Yeah. First thing you learn how to do is usually right. your, your favorite thing to right. do. Oh, I am starting
1: to like snatches.
0: I've never thought I'd fucking hear that. I <laughs> but uh, that's one of those moves when you get good at them. They, they pay off. Right. Um. So you win the free free month. Mm-hmm. You almost quit after two weeks. You finally hit a Saturday. What, w- what was the moment that made you go from... It's a gym I go to to this is my fucking place. I mean, it's easy for me to really
1: define a moment, but just over time, it's just, you bond with people and you get these friendships and it's fun. And and you just come and talk to people and just enjoy a workout and feel good after (coughs) after you're done. You know, I just, I feel great after I work out.
0: That's the one thing that this building, the new building we're in that does not have, it doesn't, Invite hanging out as long as the old mm-hmm. one did. The old building was so fucking big right. that you had this
1: corner where everybody hung out. Right. and it became like a mingle spot. All the bags and everything, but then your barbell
0: would roll away. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: there was <laughs> so the much. There
0: was so much wrong with that place. That's why we moved. But right. uh, that that really did create a com- camaraderie mm-hmm. that you didn't realize was going to happen yeah. just from from everybody hanging out. But um, right, uh, so over time you start realizing. You've never quit over the six year period, have you? Not even no. Taking a...
1: no, I've taken like a couple months off, I think, because of my knee one time. And then I saw Debbie, we we're dropping off the kids at PSR, and she punched me in the arm, said, so Get your ass to the gym. I said, Okay.
0: There you <laughs> and go. And I did. Yeah. So um, Debbie's, Debbie's good at that. Uh, I was telling a story to uh, a couple of. Uh, returning members that are coming back for mm-hmm. this fall challenge and I was uh, telling a story of when I was on 75 hard and Debbie knew she knows exactly how to say something that's complimentary enough where you feel okay mm-hmm. but she pisses you off in the right. way she says it that it, it, it makes you even motivated so uh the story I was telling is in 75 hard she talked she called me skinny and I mean I think I for a solid two <laughs> weeks I bitched about it non-stop right. every time that it became a running joke that people now, when they want to piss me off, they just call me skinny. But she was acknowledging, "Hey, you're doing a good job, mm-hmm. honey." But it was her way of still keeping it to where you're you're still motivated. Right. It's like, yeah, you're doing good. You right. look a little skinny. And right. It's like, excuse you. What the fuck
1: did you just say to me? You're not it's, wrong.
0: It's like, yeah, shit. Now I gotta now I gotta keep pushing. Right now I gotta try harder. Um, but that's one of the things that. Um, People don't realize how sneaky Debbie can be mm-hmm. with her. She's very cerebral mm-hmm. uh, as someone that's married to her and have to fight with her for a living. Like, there are times she drops little nuggets on me, oh, yeah. and it's like three days later before I realize how bad of a burn it actually was. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I now I'm mad, <laughs> right. but we've already made up, and I'm like, I'm going to I'm gonna fucking remember this next time. Right. And the next time she hits you with something, like, completely mm-hmm. different, I'm like, fuck, she's like an assassin. She is. She's, she's a very... Uh, she really is. Uh, I love her to death, but she knows how to uh, she definitely knows how to fucking verbally uh throw down. And I consider myself a pretty good verbal battler. Mm-hmm. So, um there's times where me and her in the same room both in a bad mood are not the prettiest sight to see, but right. uh it is what it is. Right. Right. Uh, anyway, so first time you ever touch a dead li- or barbell, you deadlift um, do you have any idea how long it took for you to actually start like actually enjoying lifting, or was it right? Was it love at first fucking lift, or was um, it still a little awkward? But then still you... a little
1: awkward because I remember doing overhead squats with just the PVC, yeah, with my nose against the mm-hmm. the rail
0: mm-hmm.
1: of the rig, basically.
0: Yeah, so. I remember that. Squat, squat, into a, squat, squat into a ball. Yeah, squat therapy. Yeah, yeah. I definitely did that so. a handful of times with you
1: but yeah after that um you know just over time i really started to love lifting and and just moving moving weight
0: correct me if i'm wrong don't you have like some kind of barbell tattoo i do yeah i was gonna say you got it's a little heart with a barbell Mm -hmm. in it right yeah so you went from having never touched it in uh the majority of your life to hey i love this enough to put it put it permanently on my body that's that's a pretty cool um Pretty cool.
1: Just something powerful about moving a heavy weight, regardless of how you're moving it. I think... Hitting those PRs and just... It's so motivating.
0: Absolutely. I I think that what a lot of women or a lot of men, a lot of people don't understand is the power of realizing how strong your fucking body is. Mm -hmm. Like... You look at someone and you have this snapshot uh, in your head before you lift that, hey, this is what this person is. And then once you're a coach, you start realizing, hey, I probably shouldn't judge that because someone looks at me, they would not think I'm as strong as I am. Right. Um, you look at yourself in the mirror and you don't realize you're as strong as you are. Mm-hmm. And there's something just primal about realizing, hey, I'm tough. Right. Hey, I'm strong. And and it's it I wish everybody got that that feeling. Me there are, too. So, there are so many people that are, are you know, I still get this today. I, I mean you're a coach here. How many mm-hmm. people have walked in here and been like, Yeah, I don't I don't do the lifting days, Jay says I get and we put a barbell in their hand and right. we did something really light and I turned yeah, it into so a that, Metcon. But I really wish that they they just understood the power of how much that's gonna help your body in the long run, right. how much that's gonna help like unfortunately there's still this stigma in the world that the way to lose weight and the mm-hmm. way to burn fat right. is Wish. to just cardio the fuck and it's got to be miserable it's got to be right. hell it's got to be hard and the, the fact of the matter is proper nutrition and fucking mm-hmm. resistance training yep. at a smart intensity is mm-hmm. going to give you way more results than doing fucking running and burpees every day right <laughs> but where does everybody start their exercise during we back earlier to this conversation mm-hmm. you're running yep that's where that's the de facto standard for everybody mm-hmm. is oh <clears throat> it's almost like a punishment like oh right. i put on 10 pounds i gotta run mm-hmm. mm. where running is more about cardiovascular uh improvement right it's not it's it just gonna burn calories it's just not gonna burn fat you you people don't realize the intensity with which you run even when you're going mm-hmm. easy your heart rate's Zone three, four, five. Right. You're not in a low intensity. You're not in a optimal fat burning intensity, right. and you're not actually building muscle. So in right. reality, you're not doing. You're 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 just burning calories. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so I wish people understood and and chose the barbell life more. And I I say barbell life, but I don't care. Grab a fucking kettlebell. Right. Grab grab anything. Um, just late. get to the point where your arms feel like they're burning mm-hmm. when your legs feel like they're burning yeah that's a good sign for you it fucking sucks for a couple of days yeah. sucks for a couple weeks but once you get past yeah. that man that's
1: just keep up with the consistency because even if you take a break and come back to it you're gonna be hurting more
0: fuck three minutes before we start this podcast i told you how horrible my legs right. were right now like right. it doesn't if you stop lifting it goes away mm-hmm. um or if you switch up the style of lifting, you get it back. Yeah. You get you get the soreness back. Yeah. You start hitting muscles in a different way, and you're like, ooh, yeah. I'm not as fit as I thought right, I was. Right, right. But again, I think that's, if, if you go back to the, the beauty that is the human body, how differently you can train every time
1: mm-hmm.
0: and get a different stimulus. Like, the body can do amazing things, mm-hmm. and uh, you're, you're, you can have some trauma with it and still go, I mean... I think back of some of the dumbest accomplishments I've had like leading up to it. I didn't even think they were fucking possible. Like mission 24 when I first announced it (laughs) sounded like the stupidest fucking idea on planet earth. But in reality, all things considered that went pretty damn smooth. Oh yeah. Like I was, I mean, I was fucking tired. I'm not going to pretend like I'm not, but doing 24 hero workouts in 24 hours Mm -hmm. is a stupid fucking idea. Absolutely. Um, but the way that I approached it, I, uh, really made sure that you know I had the right people around me to make sure I was I was safe Mm -hmm. that I wasn't going to do anything stupid I had Debbie who was going to make sure my tendency is and I think your workout that you did with me was a perfect example I think it was like 10 or 12 hours in and it was two movements that I'm really Mm -hmm. I enjoy it was rowing and back squats and I remember an immature me would have tried to do it at a heavier weight just to prove how fucking Mm -hmm. tough I was. But Debbie, one of the agreements that we made when I first said I was doing mission 24, she had final say in like weights and when I needed to scale and shit like that. And that was one of those where she's like, Hey, be smart, dumbass. Like, yeah, your job's not to impress anybody. Your your job's to make this fun. Uh, so I approached each workout as, Hey, I'm going to have fun on this. And I think Mm -hmm. even, uh, I don't want this to come across as disrespectful, but even at your weight, mm-hmm. I think I cramped like a motherfucker yeah. in there. Like, I still struggled really bad right, with right. the workout. So imagine had I been cocky and tried going with, you know, 30, whatever, 30% yeah. heavier, uh, that could have that could have ended bad had I Absolutely. and you know, think about 12 more hours on this shit. So um, approaching that thing pretty smart is probably why I got through it. But uh, that's one of those mental moments where I was like, man, the human body... If you just have a positive attitude and, and the proper amount of people around you, I couldn't believe how good of a mood I was in the entire time. Right, like I was dancing, having like I actually had fun. Right, and I would have never thought if you'd have told me, hey, uh, in twelve weeks you're gonna do twenty four workouts in uh, twenty four hours. The the key that a lot of people miss about that is we raised fucking seventy five hundred dollars right. for local veterans. Exactly. Like that's why I did this shit. But had you told me we were gonna, I was going to feel good the next day and I was going to be back to working out like three days later, I'd have, I'd have called you fucking crazy. Yeah. The only thing that took a beating was my fucking hands were destroyed. Um, yeah. But anyway, you've, you've been around for a lot of our fundraisers. Mm-hmm. You've been around for a lot of the extra cur- – cur- I'm struggling with that word. Uh, but you've been around for a lot of the things that we've done uh, in the gym. What's What's been your favorite thing that we've done as a gym family that you wouldn't consider – like a gym to do, I guess. Um. I don't know. Is there anything that stands out to you? We've done some cool shit.
1: Yeah. Um. I think when you guys did that fundraiser for the. You're flushing people's lawns. Oh, you know, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Holy fuck.
0: We almost got our asses kicked at one point on yeah. it. Did we ever try this? Oh, that was man. Fun. Yeah, that was. uh... So. Little known fact about that, that was a Katie Brinley and I forget who else had done a fundraiser before and they brought it up. So we painted, uh, we got some old toilets, we painted them purple and we put Kick It to Cancer on there and then we had a little uh, lawn sign that said, uh, you've been flushed Mm -hmm. and for $10 you got to, um, we picked the toilet up. Yeah. And for 20, we would not flush you again. Um, and on the $10 when we picked it up, you got to pick where we, where we moved the toilet to. (laughs) And, uh... That was another one we raised a couple couple grand for awesome. the Kick at the Cancer Fund. But, uh, yeah, I remember someone calling us drunk off their ass, telling us to get the fucking toilet out of their yard. Oh, and shit. I was like, oh, no. that, the only reason I know about that is Debbie typically handles, like, fundraising type stuff. Right. That day, she's like, you're coming with me. Mm-hmm. Like, the person sounded that pissed off. Yikes. Um, but he was just drunk. Once he calmed down and realized what it was, he was like, oh, uh. here's 20 bucks, can you? <laughs> and he's like, fucking get this guy. And I'm like, right. oh, okay. that's, that's our life right there right, we right from fucking thinking funny. we were gonna fight to making 20 bucks on the thing but yeah that i forgot about that one that one's an interesting um it's always fun i like that one i always love the uh, the mud runs up at mm-hmm. uh, black swamp have you done yeah yeah you did one yeah, of those we with did, us um
1: did one we uh
0: drank during it yeah yeah what <laughs> what the fuck do we call her what's uh team no spill team no spill go to our
1: obstacles with open mm-hmm. containers
0: yeah we so um <laughs> that one was funny because Corey lunsford is usually a pretty laid back guy and uh me him and tivo are running together i mean we were all in a of, right, right close you group, know yeah. but tivo goes jay all of our beers right there in your truck okay. And I was like, yeah, we could go get it, I guess. And Corey Lunsford, before I could say anything, goes, race, you bitch. And he yeah. jumped over, and we, like, me, him, and TiVo sprinted. And we came back with literally, I think between the three of us, my pants were almost falling off. We mm-hmm. came back with like 30 <laughs> beers. Right. And it was literally we tried doing an obstacle course without drink but then it turned into like a a whole like the volunteers are now trying to find us beer. Right. And throw it. Like it turned into a whole fucking crazy thing. Like, here, hold my beer. Like go through this obstacle. It was just it was one of those I like moments that don't feel forced or planned. Like that was no way, shape or form like I actually thought Debbie was gonna kill me when we first started that and she I was a little worried. I thought we were gonna
1: get in trouble or yelled at or something, but we weren't um, timed or anything. It wasn't
0: yeah, official, so... Um, yeah. I don't think fun so. fact about that. Uh, me, Corey, and I... F- don't remember who else. We never lost our obstacle band. We finished every oh, obstacle yeah. drunk off our ass. <laughs> like, finished every one right. of them. I could not believe that we ended up pulling it off. But, uh, yeah. That was a fun one for me. Um, you know, any of the camping trips that we've done mm. have been really fun. Um, anything... Uh, For me, I'm obviously a little partial. I have the the banner hanging up in the gym, but the fundraiser we did for Joe's Mm -hmm. family uh, is always going to be... It's going to be hard for me to ever top that. In my life, it's going to be hard for me to have done something that means as much to me as that did um, at that particular time. Uh, And it was... That that was a lot of work. (laughs) Oh, yeah. People don't realize how much... I don't think me and Debbie slept for fucking three days.
1: Yeah, it was Um, quite a big... Big thing. And it ran smoothly, though, the whole competition itself. It was real good.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, whoever had the bright idea to give me a live mic and run around for <laughs> fucking six hours was pretty. In saying that, I was on my. Like, that was. I think that's why that's so special to me is everybody had thought, oh my God, Jay with a live microphone mm-hmm. in downtown Fremont. <laughs> what the fuck is going to come out of his mouth? but I knew the mission was not, it's not about me. It right. was about raising money for the girls. Mm-hmm. It was about honoring Joe's legacy. So I, Absolutely. I was able to still be me, but not, not cross any of those boundaries that people were yeah. expecting Definitely. me to, to do. Definitely. So, uh, that was, that was just fun. So, uh, for those of you listening that don't know what we're talking about, we, uh, a buddy of mine passed. If you listen to the road to Ironman back before we switched the name of this, um, you'll you hear that whole story but his whole dream was for us to shut down Front Street and run a competition yeah. so uh, when he was getting sick when it became apparent that he wasn't gonna make it I think it was Carrie that said it, it was either Carrie or Taylor that were like you have to run this competition and I was yeah. like yeah And Debbie was like, and then that's when, you know, it changes. Mm -hmm. Debbie's like, we're doing this. And I'm like,
1: I guess we're doing this. I guess we're doing this shit.
0: (laughs) So we picked a day. Um, that was, that was a handful, um, just to pick the day because to figure out Carrie's schedule, both girls Mm -hmm. are in sports. One's getting ready for college, just graduate. like we, I mean, to figure out that that was literally the only day from June through September that all of us were free on. Right. Um, And then eventually i think elena ended up being late as hell to it because i think she had a volleyball game that ended up popping up but anyway um the key was shutting down front street so you can't preset anything up nothing could be set up yep so literally the night before i remember you were there pretty late Mm -hmm. i mean there was at least 25 of us that were there at 11 o'clock at night i mean i got we had our buddy Steven doing a, a fucking concert. Yeah. Like, so we're doing sound checks. We're mm-hmm. doing all the shit inside the, and nothing's going the way it's supposed to. Right. But we're just, and I'm like, oh, we gotta get up tomorrow. We have exactly fucking one hour to set everything up. Yeah. Do the coat the, the the briefings to make sure everything gets done. During that, Steven's gonna be performing a fucking concert. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. We got vendors showing up. We got all this other stuff. I was like, man, this is gonna be stressful. So For us to have got everything set up, everything ran smooth, um, no issues. Uh, Scott even surprised everybody with having pizza delivered when Mm -hmm. we were tearing everything down. The moment where we were all, it was over, we were all sitting there in the gym eating the pizza. That was the first time the entire day I allowed myself to go, holy fuck, we did it. Right. Like, it was so it was so cool
1: yeah and I think having a team of people and just everybody doing something and helping
0: yeah I mean you had 95 percent of members that had been a member of the gym Mm -hmm. showed up in some capacity to help out and that speaks volumes to the person that Joe was Mm because everybody wanted to be there uh, to help about it yeah fucking COVID ruined the second annual uh I don't know if we'll ever do it again um because then now uh, we missed a third third year this year, so, but that was probably my favorite moment of like fundraising and things like that, yeah, just because yeah. of the sheer impact that we uh that we did on it and yeah. the amount of people that ended up showing i mean oh yeah, we had it was quite a turnout, crazy busy, like yeah, that was that's that's one of the coolest uh, it was very
1: cool it was one of the imagine. coolest
0: things we've ever done um don't know that we'll top it we're gonna fucking try we'll, you know, we'll we're, figure we're, it out we're we're <laughs> i got some i got some weird shit cooking that uh when i turn 40 i'm probably gonna uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna top mission 24 is getting topped this year and i'm gonna do a full iron man so 2022 could be a big fucking year yeah uh, we'll see how all that we'll see how, how all that plays out. I think twenty twenty two is the year Cassandra logs a million miles on a concept <laughs> two machine. Is that how uh, have you logged all year?
1: Uh anything no. Well, no. the stuff I do at home on my bike erg I do log, but like stuff I've done here throughout the year I don't
0: Do you know how many like our meters you have this year?
1: Um, I, I wanna say it's like hundred and fifty thousand with this uh challenge going on I've logged quite a bit but
0: um how often are you riding because you have a biker get home mm-hmm. right um, I try to get
1: on a couple times a week so I have 156,000 miles this year between all the machines so.
0: so a million seems totally doable next year yeah, <laughs> do it. I
1: don't know, yeah I'll, get, I'll get right on that
0: uh that used to be uh, when I first started you Cross get a for...
1: t-shirt if you do it yeah your concept too um,
0: I was going to say, the, the first year I did CrossFit, um, that was a big thing, was the million. Mm-hmm. And it was just rowing. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I don't think they had the biker back then. They only no, had the rower. and,
0: and I tried. I don't, they didn't even have the skier. No. Um, and I tried. I remember calculating it out with the way that I traveled and all. I had to row, like, 3,500 meters every time I was in the gym. <laughs> and it sounds very doable, but I think March my ass was fine. Like, dude, I'm done. I'm not sitting on this fucking rower anymore. Like mm-hmm. this isn't worth it. And, uh, it goes back to, you gotta have a why, right? If you're going to do something, you have to have a why. Cause, uh, the first day my, my ass hurt and I'm like, okay, we need to do this. And I'm like, why the fuck am I doing this again? <laughs> right. Oh yeah. I don't care. Right. Right. You just hit a point where you don't care. Um, so anyway, we, uh, we move, you were a very integral part in the move as well. You helped uh, You helped paint this place, didn't you? Yeah. yeah, you, yeah. A lot of painting. Uh, a lot of painting. Well, let's, let's back up for a second. Um, at what point did you become the uh, official cleaning lady? The maid. The, the, um, the maid. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Gosh. Well, what? I did it for four years, right? So. Yeah. There was just one, one Saturday or something. I was hanging out with Debbie. Maybe it was a weekday I was off. And I came down for a morning workout during the week, and she had said something about losing, or what they were paying for a clean, what you guys were paying for a cleaning lady or whatever. Oh, I
0: wasn't paying for a cleaning lady. you were paying, a, or
1: you were looking around for quotes or something. Was, Maybe yeah, if I, she was, I, or somebody. I was looking force. at a
0: cleaning lady because that old facility, you—I know, don't have to tell you, it was fucking huge. And so we were there seven days a week, and then spending four or five hours on Sunday cleaning it mm-hmm. and I finally snapped and was like I don't give a fuck what it costs I'm not doing this anymore yeah. uh, that's a sad reality for a lot of small right. businesses is you're you're fucking everything mm-hmm. you're the bookkeeper yep. you're the sales staff you're the marketing staff you're the fucking service staff you're everything well,
1: she hired it out hire it out
0: and we hired it out so yeah Debbie handled all that I didn't mm-hmm. I just remember going find someone to fucking clean yeah. I don't care and you guys worked out your deal but you did that for four years years. so when we moved into this facility you're probably like damn this is way nicer oh yeah and i was like i'll
1: clean the bathrooms for you too yeah yeah. not doing as much floors
0: um but yeah that was that was a cool it was very cool for us because it's probably why we kept the gym open um because it saved us a lot of time Mm -hmm. um but that was always very important to us to point out every single, you know, every December up until last year, we did a big, I don't want to call it a awards banquet because you're not really giving out awards, but in reality, right. I did, I did do a yeah. lot of little things where I gave away in and, out, and it was always important for me, not just to call you staff because you do help out with mm-hmm. coaching and things like that, but to actually point out, Hey, when you come in and this place smells clean and for everything's <laughs> fucking perfect, like fucking acknowledge right. it. Um, it's very
1: appreciated too. Um, and people would say things to me, oh yeah, it looks so nice, it looks so good. You
0: know, Which, possible. let's face it, that old facility was fucking looked like a shithole no matter It was so how, hard to make it look
1: good. Like, I, I could have mopped for five days straight and it would have still been dirt, dirt
0: coming up. But um, I remember when we first moved in, <laughs> that floor was so fucking disgusting. Oh, was it? I, we probably went through eight mop heads and mopped oh. t- two, three times a day for like the first month and it's, we couldn't get rid of the grease smell because mm-hmm. it was a former car right, shop. It right. just smelled like fucking... Mm-hmm. I remember doing burpees on the floor. Like, <laughs> I think we did uh, Tyler Young's initial like his interview. Uh, Tyrone did it in the barn. Cassie did it in the barn because mm-hmm. they were pre-having the building. Right. When Tyler came on board, I was like, yeah, show up for an interview. And he's like, what's my interview? I'm like, uh, give me a workout. He goes, what do you mean give you a workout? I'm like, you're going to write a workout right. out And we're going to do it together. And if I like the workout and I like the way you explain it and the way you tell me and Debbie, since we're different ends of the spectrum, Mm -hmm. I scale it for both of us. We're going to figure out if you're a good fucking coach or not. Right. But we were doing burpee box jump overs. And I remember going down just going, what the fuck is that smell? Like it was so bad because this was like, this was a month before we opened. Okay. So it was just, we had just got the keys and it was disgusting in there. It was so bad. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's no way you could have made that uh, smell Never. and look like this place does. No, no.
1: It's, yeah, definitely. But I did my best with what I could do <laughs> yeah. with it. I mean,
0: the key yeah. was uh, the equipment was always very clean yeah. and looked uh, looked amazing. So once we move in here, mm-hmm. um, what, what did you notice? Uh, well, first of all, we get shut down almost immediately. So that, that takes a huge hit on our, how did that affect your personal health? Oh, was it a lot? Cause, cause I was sharing, uh, I just did one with uh, and I was sharing with her when we were doing those zoom workouts,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that was the only time I worked out. I was not Same. like, I didn't do anything above and beyond. I basically, I almost became an alcoholic again, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Like I just, it this was not the right response I understand that now but Mm -hmm. my response when we were doing it is fuck them if I'm not important if I'm non-essential if my business Mm -hmm. doesn't matter to you I keep getting turned down for PPP loans and all this other bullshit uh go fuck yourself Mm -hmm. take my shit I don't care anymore yeah like that that's not the right attitude to have
1: it was hard for everybody you know obviously and you know right before we got shut down
0: this place was, was, this place was buzzing, yeah, too. Because we were about to open our... Like, yeah. literally, Joe's birthday... Mm-hmm. Uh, or, I'm sorry, the anniversary of Joe's death... Right. ...was literally the first workout we did. And mm-hmm. it was fucking packed in here. Yep. And we got two weeks of gym time. And I'm telling you, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 6 mm-hmm. o'clock, 7 o'clock, 5 a.m., 6 a.m., fucking packed. Yep. And then one Sunday, hey... I'm right. Sorry, it was a Monday. Mm-hmm. Hey, tomorrow you guys are shut down. Right. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ouch. I wish I could say I um, I did not get as many texts as I did. Hey, cancel my membership until this is over. Mm-hmm. Hey, can I? I know. I I don't I can't afford, and I and I, and I got it completely. Yeah. But as a business owner, I'm going. Oh, everything I've worked Ouch. for just mm-hmm. is is slipping through my cracks. Um, and a lot of those people never can. still to this time haven't come yeah. back. And that's why I ask, what was your mental health like during that? What was your physical health like during yeah. that? Because even as a gym owner, people look at me and they're like, oh, it must be easy for you. Motherfucker, no. I fell way off. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, in reality, if, if you've listened to the road optimal self up to this point, I got so unhealthy. My stomach got fucked mm-hmm. up. My, like, I, I went overboard, and it took me uh, – I'm still paying for the effects yeah. uh, of those decisions.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, personally, like, right before COVID hit, I was doing some rope climbs. I was doing box jumps. I was doing those things that it was 30 that pounds had, lighter, that too. That had
0: taken you years to get to yes. because of your knee and, yeah. and other stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then we're shut down. Oh, it'll just be like a couple weeks well it was longer than just a couple weeks and then just you know and and just the transition even in work life like I'm going to the office every day I'm at the office I'm talking to people I'm around people you know I'm up and down and you know to now I'm stuck at home at the table for
0: eight hours um, my my steps that I take Mm -hmm. um, have gone down according to my phone, and I don't always carry my phone, but it's, it's at least similar to how yeah. it used to be. My steps went down almost 50%.
1: Oh, yeah, easy.
0: Because I was always one of those, like, I, I, was, I was always walking around talking to people. Mm-hmm. Well, then it became, uh, you know, yeah. 12 weeks of stay in your fucking office. Don't go anywhere. Right. You know?
1: Yeah, no, I was, you know, I'm at home, and I'm still at home hybrid, but being at home, I'm not getting up and going to the printer. I'm not going up and going to the bathroom that's all the way down the hallway, mm-hmm. you know. I'm not walking to the other side of the building to go to the bathroom to get some steps in and get some movement in, you know, I'm just walking 10 steps to our bathroom from the dining room. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just, it, it hit hard and then dealing with school for my daughter <clears throat> too and trying to keep her on task, you know, because they lost what, so it was like what, third grade was her last normal mm-hmm. full year. Lost part of fifth, fourth, for COVID. Fifth, mm-hmm. she was back and forth, and now we're back to school, mm-hmm. normal. But it was, it was rough. Yeah. It was rough, and I'm still feeling the effects of it. You know, I gained 25 pounds mm-hmm. in that time, which bothers me. But I, I,
0: I think, if I may, and i I'd like to hear your opinion on this. I think it became. It became a badge of honor that I was ordering food to help my local Mm -hmm. small businesses. So you ended up eating out way more than you ever would. It became easy to neglect Groceries. It became mm-hmm. easy to just go. Ah, we'll just do takeout from right. A's, Fortball, right. fucking CRJ's, Jews. You, you, you name mm-hmm. all. I, you know, we know all these businesses. I, yeah. It became a badge of honor. Like, hey, I'm supporting these people.
1: Right. And and we you know we live all the way out in you know 20 minutes from town. So you know, for us to get takeout, it wasn't very often. But we still did it more often than we do mm-hmm. normally. Mm-hmm. I mean, normally we cook a lot, but um, I mean, we're supporting Jimmy G's. You know, Fortball. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. the good, yummy foods. Fuck
0: yeah! <laughs> it, it's so. it's great stuff. So at what point they reopen us? Mm-hmm. In May June time frame. Uh, it was June because I remember we ran a class illegally. Uh, we ran Murph. Um, they said all, as long as the doors were open, yeah, we were fine because it was we outside. Did, we did call a and, and get. but still gyms were technically closed but i think we were allowed to open like a week later anyway right but i'm pretty sure we did that whole uh, after that point i'm like fuck it we're staying Mm -hmm. open um at what point so we go march to june basically you're shut down you build these new habits of take out food maybe Mm -hmm. not tracking what you eat at what point did you start feeling like because even when we came back it was six feet squares it was you know uh, we didn't really know no what sure. the fuck but it meant, was. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, so it was still very different than how we normally run classes mm-hmm. and how we've got to run back to classes. And you're still thinking, you know, there's still a lot of businesses that are hurt. So I know a lot of people would work out here and then grab football or CR juice and yeah. go home. And I'm like, you just yeah. fucking ruined your workout. Yeah. But at what point did you feel, I'm ready to attack again?
1: Um, probably the last challenge we did. We just finished up.
0: So year. almost a year later. Yeah. 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 I think finally,
1: that. finally getting it dialed in, and I think the app helps a lot. Um, with that tracking. app
0: has saved my nutrition coaching. Yeah. A hundred percent. You worked with me a little bit before I got that app, yeah. and the communication's so fucking hard. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, show me your logs for my Fitness Pal. Oh. Right. Hey, you didn't send me the screenshot, but hey, I don't remember that you didn't send me the screenshot mm-hmm. because I don't have anything alerting me how, who the fuck I'm working with currently. Right? Um, who's you know? It just it made my shit a lot easier, and more yeah. importantly, I, I this is gonna come across cocky or arrogant, and I don't mean it to right. be that way, no, but I but me and Debbie finally got back on the plan. Yeah. This year, we were we were dangling and. By the time this airs, it'll come out, so it won't be a secret. But we came pretty fucking close to selling this bitch in 2020. Right. Like, we came real mm-hmm. fucking close to just, I'm done. Yeah. Um, so, I think we hit a point where everything, uh, you know, timing's everything. I find, you know, James Lawrence does the Conquer 100. I find First Form. Uh, I strike my deal with First Form. The app becomes, mm-hmm. oh, hey literally within weeks of being with first form hey we're doing this summer challenge yeah uh, which i had always done challenges but the way they ran a challenge made me better at a challenge because i had a blueprint yes from coaches that are reminding me hey dumbass did you do this this and this and i'm going oh would have forgot that part right you know because i'm a fucking small town dude like yeah. i don't know all that but now i got yeah. this whole group of resources that say do it this way do it you know and i'm not mm-hmm. saying they're telling you exactly how to do it. They're saying, here's, here's the blue, here's the blueprint, yeah. make it yourself, make it your own. Right. Um, so it just, timing was perfect on that and everybody jumped in and, and that's, that's when you felt the entire gym kind of go, whoop, mm-hmm. you know, you felt that whole yeah. energy like, Hey, we're, we're, we're coming Absolutely. back. We're Absolutely. We're coming back. Cause like, for
1: a while there, it was really just kind of, it felt like I was just going through the motions. Well, it was a yeah. gym. It was yeah. just a gym again. Yeah. It was
0: just, Hey, you know. Um, even when I was here, I'm not saying I, I wasn't a good coach, but I was nowhere mm-hmm. near. Like, I, I was dealing with my own demons. Right. Like, so I so finally... It's hard
1: to make other people feel good when you don't feel good.
0: Yeah. But that's why one of First Form's biggest core values is lead by example. Mm-hmm. When I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do, when Debbie's not doing what she's supposed to do, no one in the fucking gym's going to do it. Right. You know? And... and You might have one or two outliers that are really motivated, but in reality, the gym goes or dies by your your top. So your staff, Mm -hmm. if we sit here and we, as a staff go, all right, let's, let's break it down. I'm crushing it. You're crushing it. Debbie's crushing it. Trina's crushing it. Lexa's crushing it. Shanna's crushing it. You know, the whole, the whole place is going to go. You got to have a high number of the people crushing Mm -hmm. it to bring your, and unfortunately we had a couple of staff people i would consider you on there where you were doing better than i was mm-hmm. but then i'm around and you're just like eh. even <laughs> he's not in the fucking mood right. um so we just that whole first challenge and i believe this second challenge is going to be even bigger because now we're, we're all building off of that right. we all learned and now you're seeing right. people walk through the door they haven't been here in right. a year or two years That are going oh yeah uh, and
1: i think people are seeing results too you know and you know and i didn't share my stuff publicly but Even though I didn't lose any pounds on the scale, like, my body composition changed.
0: Huge. 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 I I know. I'm one of the only people that saw your... Well, I'm sure Corey saw it, but...
1: No, Corey didn't see it. Oh, really? No. No. But Lex saw it, and I think I shared it with Morgan, too. Yeah. So... And just to see Morgan's transformation, too, is amazing. Goddamn, else it. fucking. Yeah, she she, she
0: crushed it. Selena's was equally as good. She yeah. just didn't. Yeah, I saw hers, too. She yeah. wasn't comfortable posting her pictures. Yeah. Um, I think Morgan was, I don't want to say it this way, but Morgan was a little bigger. But she had just come off a baby. Right, to, right. Just to start. Them. So, so that, them. Yeah. that became, uh, that's why I think Morgan's is better. Um, but we had multiple people lose 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um It just became a good time. But now it's so much easier to point to Morgan Mm -hmm. and people see those pictures and she's standing across the room. So when I'm Megan, Eurista goes, Hey, yeah, um, I'm doing what I'm supposed to. I'm like, Hey, you see Morgan over there? She got four check marks every day. Right. It's possible. You just got to do the fucking work. And then Megan looks over and goes, Oh, (laughs) uh, okay. You know, (laughs) I I just got to do the work. It sucks doing the work. It does. Like, it, it I, really I shouldn't does. say it sucks doing the work. It takes practice doing the work. It's just like anything. Just like we yeah. talked about when COVID shuts us down, we mm-hmm. all fell out of practice. Absolutely. When you get in the practice of, of tracking your shit, you get better at it. Yep. And the funny thing is, a lot of people don't realize is they think, oh, my God, it's this app that forces you to track. How many times have I actually had to go, hey, track your food? I normally say, give me fucking 70%. Yep. You guys end up stepping it up more and more. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it definitely helped that I was really, I was dialed in during that challenge. I was hitting my four green check marks, and I'm posting it every day. And it becomes like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay, it is fucking possible to do this. It Um, is, but that first week hitting your protein,
1: I'm still struggling. Yeah. i still struggle with my protein, but I try to get as close as
0: I can. We might have to lower ears a little bit, I but think we're, so. not, we're not going to talk yeah. <laughs> about that on the air. But anyway, um, so that, that challenge, it's funny that you said that challenge has, has reignited it. Um, I, I just want to tell one more story because we're coming up, on, we're right at an hour. I don't really have time frames on these, but uh, it was a, a special moment to me, as stupid as this is going to fucking sound when you quit being the cleaning lady (laughs) so i know that sounds fucking weird to say right but the sincerity in your voice Mm -hmm. like you almost look nervous like i I was i was doing something i don't think you realized it was my fucking birthday when you told me oh i'm sorry Uh, no it didn't matter so we were doing some uh i was doing jujitsu and you kind of were just hanging out yeah and and i get i'm horrible at uh I am not on a schedule most mm-hmm. times. I'm like fucking loo doo doo. i talking, and you just—I finally noticed you kind of like really nervous <laughs> energy coming from you. And you were standing over here, and I'm like, "Chris, I—I got to see what the fuck's <laughs> wrong with Cassandra because she looks—I don't even know what you look like, but right. you looked like you were extremely nervous. Yeah. So why—why why were you so nervous? To...
1: I didn't want to disappoint you. But. Yeah. I, do you Even remember, though I do, wasn't doing anything wrong, do, I just...
0: Yeah, but in saying that, do you remember my reaction when you told me?
1: You're like,
0: cool. Like, so did there... Like, did, like, I almost had a sigh of relief, like, oh, my God, I thought something was fucking wrong. <laughs> right. Like, you had me, like, freaked out like you were going to tell me, like, really, really bad news when yeah, you're like, no. hey... And you gave me a month's notice or right. something like that. And I was like.
1: You know, you said told everybody I quit abruptly. I did. I, well, I have, after, <laughs> I, shit. after I knew shit. how much it
0: was fucking wearing on right. me, I was like, oh, now I'm going to turn this into a joke. But yeah. that is, like I said, that was one of the coolest moments as an owner because the amount of respect right there. And and. And it showed mutually that mm-hmm. I was just Absolutely. like, cool, like, hey. Um, understand. You, 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 I get it. I actually think I told you I'm fucking shocked it took you this long. Right. I think was my exact response. <laughs> and now that I'm cleaning the gym again, I'm fucking really shocked. Right. That, uh, that it took you that long. But that was such a cool moment for me because it just showed the bond that, mm-hmm. that everybody has at this gym. Absolutely. And specifically you had in this moment where you were like you felt like you were letting someone down by, by quitting. And it's like, your kid's getting older. You got, you got all this shit going on. Like, I get it. Yeah. You know? And, uh, so that was, that was (laughs) as crazy as it sounds. That's, that's one of my top moments. It's, it's just funny because if you could have seen your face, you look like, I'm sure you look like you were, you remember like high school speech class when you weren't good? Like I
1: didn't do speech in high school. I did in college though. Yeah.
0: See, um, this was still the same. This was pre-me. Like, I do this shit for a living now. I, you right. can throw me in front of fucking 400 people, and I don't give a fuck. i mean yeah. sure there's uh, – you throw me in front of the top 400 mm-hmm. coaches at first form, I'm probably going to be nervous not because of being in front of them, but mm-hmm. just because uh, the opportunity, you right. know what I mean? Like, but that's what you look like as you were like that high school student <laughs> going, look, fucking please don't make me do my speech <laughs> right. today. Please don't make me <laughs> right. do my and then they call your name. And it's like fuck. Yes, I gotta do it today. Yeah. I, I remember one time in a high school uh, speech class, I had to do a like a how-to speech, mm-hmm. and it was supposed to be on how to do a golf swing because I was on the high school golf team, and I fucking love golf. And I and we had to do a five-minute speech, and I remember watching the timer. I didn't teach a fucking thing about golf. I literally stood up there and I explained what a driver was. Uh-huh. And I explained why I like golf. And then I was, as soon as the timer went to zero, I said, does anybody have any questions? And I walked the fuck off <laughs> and I got a fucking, like, I think it, she still gave me a C because uh, yeah. I, I was one of the only ones that made time. But I was like, I didn't even fucking do the task right. that you asked me to do. Like I should have failed. Like in yeah. reality, you, you should have failed me. Exactly. Um, but that, that, that's what I you reminded me of, is that yeah. kid going, oh, I don't want to <laughs> right. teach somebody how to golf. Yeah. Like, please don't make everybody look at me. Exactly. Like, oh, don't look I'm at me. I'm, everybody so, turn around. I'm, I'm so awkward me. right now. Like, yeah. oh, please don't yeah. fucking talk to me. But. Uh, anyway, uh, I like to end these. Um, one thing that's had the most positive impact on your road to optimal self, whether it be nutrition, whether it be health, whether it be wellness, if you had to pinpoint one thing when you went from COVID back to June when you were, you were hitting it, what is one thing that you feel like every single day puts you on the path to being a better version of yourself? It could be a book you read. It could be a podcast you listen to. It could be I've given the fucking task list on the app. It could be anything. Like, Is there one thing that you can point to? Or
1: I think the accountability that I get from coming here. Mm-hmm. keeps me showing up and mm-hmm. keeps me logging into the app every day mm-hmm. just showing up i think makes it worth it that's, at least yeah that's if you show up and do something even on the days even when i had covid and i was recovering from covid
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know coming in and just getting on the bike for 10 minutes
0: yeah
1: rowing for five minutes just to kind of move the air
0: mm-hmm.
1: Just doing something is better than nothing.
0: That you is know. one of the most powerful answers that we've gotten. I mean, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, books are great, things like that. But that is so, I always like to say the term simple, not easy. Mm-hmm. Right? It's so simple. Just mm-hmm. fucking show up. Show up. And that could be just track your food. Yeah. Just even on the days you don't want to, yeah. just do a little bit. Yeah. And you're going to be better off in the long run. Absolutely. Fucking great answer. Yeah. That is a good fucking answer. Yeah. Thank you. But uh, yeah, I, I still going to go back to, I've, I've been pimping them for the last, I don't know how many fucking odd podcasts, but the compound journal has literally um, two things I'm grateful for every morning. Mm-hmm. Keeps my budget. Uh, I have to write out what I spend, you know, power list five things that I, I have to get done today. When I literally look at this power list. If I only do five things today, that's, that's the shit that I'm, that I'm writing down.
1: Yeah.
0: And being honest with yourself. Like, there's times I write shit on my power list and I don't mm-hmm. get it done.
1: Yeah.
0: And I go, that's an L for the day.
1: Yep.
0: That sucks. Yeah. But being brutally honest with yourself, the accountability part yep. is I didn't do what I was supposed to do today. Accept
1: it and recognize it and move on.
0: Um, two fantastic things that happened today. Like, doing that right before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. It really puts you into perspective what matters to you. Like when you sit there and you go, "Huh, uh, yeah, I, I did this," but it doesn't actually give you the warm and fuzzy. You're not excited to write it on the paper. That's not fucking. it. That, that's right. not. It's not the shit you want to. If it's on my power list and I check it off, and it's not going to be one of my two fantastic things for the day, does it really need to be on my power list? Right. You know, does it really need to be on there? And then, what can I? What could I have done better today? That, that to me that. So fucking simple, not easy. Right. It's so easy to, so simple to look at your life and go, if I did this, this, and this, I will move in the right direction. Um, and frankly, I started the compound journal right around the time I started seventy-five hard, okay. which was right around the time that you said the gym turned around. Right around the time I said the gym turned around. Absolutely. So there seems to be something with this. Just show up.
1: Yeah. Just show up. Just show just up. Show up.
0: Anything else you want to throw out there? I don't think so thank you so much the, you. the coolest part uh katie and i talked about this um uh, the coolest part is hour and eight minutes right now this is probably the longest conversation mean you have ever had uninterrupted yes. uh especially for me everyone's i, I know right? my attention to have like it's such a blessing to be able to do stuff like that thank Absolutely. you very much for spending a, a little bit of your time with me yeah. anyway thank you this has been The Road to Optimal Self with Jay Cassandra. Boom. Bye. I wasn't born with the rich blood. I started out with plenty of nothing at all. I got stuck in the thick mud. The flash flood punk rock. My teeth on a safety dance My attention span never stood a chance It's too.